Hey, it's cut to the chase every day at eight ish. <laughs> I'm going to try to do this in the morning podcast uh, with me, your host, Madison Chase. We're going to be talking about entertainment, sports, beauty, and the three T's your takeaways, tips. And of course, some tools that you can use. So one of the things that I've been really searching and looking for are trying to discover what makes a healthy relationship. And I think sometimes when we're looking on like social media or even in entertainment, films, music, uh, celebrity couples and athletes, we have this new hashtag called relationship goals. But unless you know someone's whole story, it's hard to make them a relationship goal and or is it really realistic? So I always compare a lot of things to the world of personal training and or that whole industry to me is a lot like what we're seeing. So actually, you hear my dog Callie scratching. That's her scratching. I'm actually in my closet (laughs) trying to have good sound, but because I'm home, she missed me. So this is right now the love of my life, my little Callie baby. So here's what I've been looking at. I saw two things that I watched. I watched uh, Oprah Winfrey interview Dwayne, D-Wade, Dwayne Wade. Uh, I think he's still with Miami Heat. I have no idea. Uh, and Gabrielle Union. And they talked about their struggles with... Um, her conceiving, uh, and just some of the opinions that people had about what she should do. And they were offended because she ultimately got a surrogate to um, have her baby. Um, And I'm assuming, I think from watching the interview that it is actually her egg in Dwayne Wade's sperm and actually they artificially inseminated into the surrogate who is still a part of their lives which I was happy to hear so there are a couple of things that stuck out to me while I was watching that interview one was they talked about the extended family because Gabrielle Union is now a bonus mother to um, Dwayne Wade's I think he has three sons Uh, and so one thing you know I heard a couple of things one was I'm not sure if the biological mother is still around because it sounds like uh, Gabrielle Union has now kind of taken over this role of being their mother. Uh, So I'm not really sure. But I always think, you know, Dwayne Wade actually had a, a challenging relationship with his dad. So he wanted to make sure that he was a better dad. So I'm not sure if that was the catalyst for him actually wanted to adopt his sons because he didn't have that growing up. Uh, The second thing that I heard was, so I put in the comments, I was, I wanted to encourage them that if they don't have a relationship with their biological mother, that's something that they should, even if, you know, financially Dwayne Wade wants to make sure that they have the best of everything growing up. I think that's great. But I also think you can encourage and have a full so to continue part one is three minutes and 43 seconds I'm gonna try to um, finish this I actually got a phone call so I could be finished 
the podcast. So uh, I just think it's always beneficial. Um, you know, I think the statistics say, and who even comes up with statistics? Because I feel like statistics are very biased at times because you're not surveying uh, a diverse community of people typically to even come up with statistics. So I don't know how true some statistics are, or even history in itself. So uh the statistic a statistic I'm going to say a statistic says that children and or people in general uh, when you're raised in a two-parent home you're much more likely to have a healthy relationship and I personally know people because I've been a student of trying to one get married and give my children the opportunity to have a healthy relationship but I also have friends and girlfriends who come from two-parent homes but if it's a two-parent home where one parent is cheating or one person is verbally abusive or uh, one parent is absent and they treat the the sibling or the I mean the other spouse like you know a servant instead of a partner so uh, I don't think it's a blanket statement in using statistics as a measure Uh, but we have seen examples from you know watching shows like the red table talk where Will and Jada were dealt you know different circumstances and some people may not agree with you know how they live their lives and or you know I've watched comments where people say, I can't believe that Willow cusses, but I think, you know, it's kind of a new school way of raising and rearing your kids because would you rather them curse or would you rather them uh, not trust you and be cussing with their friends, but they're drinking alcohol and smoking weed and doing drugs when they're not with you. So I feel like there's a balance and we are living in different times where children are, are exposed to so much more than than what um, the internet and social media has allowed them to see. Uh, so that was the first thing that kind of struck me. I was curious about their relationship with their uh, biological mother. And then the second thing was um, Gabrielle Union talked about just some of her struggles with IVF. Um, but again, I think when you're looking at someone who is a, a public figure, how much do you share with the with the world? Do you share everything? Because one thing from reading this book, while I was on the plane coming to Texas, I read this book called um, The Whole Life Fertility Plan. And it says, understanding what affects your fertility to help you get pregnant when you want to. It's by Kira Phillips, who is a journalist, and Dr. Jamie Griffo, who is an MD and a PhD. Uh, and so that book, you know, I skimmed through a lot of it. Um, I didn't read page by page, but I got the information that I needed to get that I felt would be beneficial to share. Um, because one of the things that I think is missing in this conversation about discovering love and finding love and ultimately having children with a partner in a healthy relationship, um, one thing that I think is missing is there is a, a great divide for people who have money and people who don't have money and your resources in terms of health, uh, 
what you eat, what's in your community, what's in your environment, what you see your friends do. That conversation is missing. Uh, Obviously, it's from that book because obviously she's a CNN, she's a journalist. And so she is, you know, I think the doctor is a doctor in New York and he is a fertility specialist. So uh, that conversation, you know, especially in terms of the African-American community, uh, I feel like that is missing. So um, the next um, show that I wanted to talk about was Michelle Williams and her fiance, Chad Johnson. So I am... I was really excited to see her show, but I was also really nervous. I haven't even watched the show because I'm not sure if it's even on because she was struggling with mental health issues uh, and she decided to do the show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And I love reality television shows, but I love reality shows that really speak to the reality, not the Real Housewives of Atlanta, not the facade and not the drama and not the clothes and the cars and all of that stuff, because I feel like that ends up becoming relationship goals when people aren't really willing to expose all of their, um, you know, their trials and tribulations in a relationship. So I think sometimes we have this unrealistic expectation about what to expect uh, when we are actually uh, trying to date in the dating world. So uh, especially in the black community, when you talk about like I was raised in the Bible Belt in Texas in church. And so the conversation has always been I did a class called True Love Waits, which basically you know, teaches you biblically why you should abstain from sex. And so I grew up in that world. And also, you know, doing church in Texas is completely different than doing church in California. Um, And so I've struggled a lot with the idea of, you know, singles ministries. And so that's been the conversation. Oh, go to the singles ministry, meet this person at church. But what I see in California and in Texas are women who we're we're trying to apply the same technology from you know 1960 post-slavery post-Jim Crow laws to you know texting and dating apps and it doesn't work and so there's nobody really speaking to what it looks like to date number one what it looks like to have healthy relationships what it looks like to fall in love and then I think the the conversation of abstaining especially when it comes to women of color black women uh in particular because I am a black woman uh I think it doesn't speak to the issues that we tend to face when it comes to fibroids when it comes to just healthcare overall like you know there is an epidemic of obesity in this country and diabetes and so there are certain diseases that tend to affect people of color and I think the underlying root of that is we tend to wait to the last minute for a lot of things we wait to the last minute to go to the doctor go to the dentist Uh, and really look and uncover, you know, our eating habits and what we've been eating historically and how it has uh, basically uh, shortened our lifespans and 
in that conversation, it also shortens uh, the information that we have about fertility health. Like I've seen it on reality shows like Tamar Braxton. I don't know if she did IBF, but Kenya Moore, I know she did it on Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, but not really not there's not a real conversation about what really happens and how you should be taking your fertility health when you are going to OBGYNs and asking to check your um your egg count and and there are certain things so one of the things that I learned in this book are there are things that we should be eating um and so I want to uh, do a plan. It's going to be an eating plan, like basically uh, one to educate yourself. Because one of the things I didn't realize from looking and reading this book is I've never been on birth control. I've never had an abortion. So those things, I think, affect your chances of getting pregnant, your chances of fertility, your chances of increased fibroids, your chances of... Um, so I think you can't look at the a piece of the picture without looking at the entire picture that's painted because it's not as simple as, oh, yes. And I think that's kind of the thing that's that's happening with fitness and wellness is, you know, we want to sample these little things where, oh, we'll do this tummy tea or do this, um, you know, this particular class. Uh, and it's interesting when I talk to a girlfriend of mine, Daphne Wayans, who has five kids and she started in her 20s. And that's a whole other conversation um, that she didn't necessarily agree that this should be a conversation that a man should be having, you know, telling a woman about her body. But science is science. And so that part I didn't agree with. But I also think, you know, she's lived a different lifestyle. She's lived more of the lifestyle of, you know, people who are financially um, able to afford the best, uh, you know, the best health care, the best food. Um, so that was the other part. So I want to be I want to do a whole life um, fertility plan and gear it towards women of color Um just because I feel like we're an underserved market, but we're also the market where we kind of wait to the last minute. And I think in doing that whole life plan uh, and creating a plan, uh, it's going to have, you know, some other effects as well. Because it's not like you could just, I think it's always interesting when people try to give you advice that doesn't include all of the information it's just a bit and a piece of oh yes take this vitamin or take this and and supplement all supplements aren't created equal so before you even think about supplementing you should understand how to uh eat seasonally you should understand how to uh <clears throat> eat uh, fruits and vegetables that are part of the dirty dozen and the clean 15 Uh, and then what can you do before you actually start supplementing so another thing that I actually saw this morning that I thought was really interesting um, I'm gonna try to keep this less than 30 minutes so I think the first part was three minutes and 45 seconds 
Um, so the other thing that I want to do, I'm actually going to try to get at least 30 people, uh, maybe 15 men and 15 women. And I saw this interesting article and it is 36 questions and the 36 questions, uh, basically help you to, uh, fall in love and they're supposed to increasingly get, uh, more serious, um, and it creates intimacy. And I don't know if 36 questions can actually, um, you know, help you fall in love. But I think the thing that's missing that we are starved for in general is just intimate conversations in general. So, you know, had this 36 questions come out, you know, 20 years ago before social media, before we were literally doing everything on our phones, would it be different? Because I think it's always interesting because I'm a natural talker and I like talking to people and I like trying to understand people's stories to ultimately figure out what my story in my life looks like, you know, meeting whoever I'm supposed to partner with and, and my soulmate, uh, who that person is. Uh, I think, I feel like we have lost a sense of learning how to communicate and learning conversation because most people like to text and I think texting is, uh, it's not personal at all. And so a part of me struggles to try to find that happy medium of wanting to talk to someone. And just because you're talking to someone, does that mean that that one person is supposed to be your person? Who knows? Because I think, you know, ultimately we have not um, really understood, you know, we take a driver's license, you know, test to learn how to drive a car but as far as like having uh, relationships and understanding what healthy relationships and not just relationships but even friendships because I think friendships are important to understanding who you are and what's important to you as well and it's also a practice to be with a partner whoever your partner is your your husband your wife or your life partner so I think um I want to do an experiment so I want to get 15 people 15 women 15 men and and basically this study uh I guess they're comparing it to hypnosis in a way if you think about falling in love it's really a willingness to lower barriers that normally inhibit us from getting to know each other whether or not the experiment itself led to the author and her partner falling in love or just led her in the right direction, her outlook on connecting to a- another person is something we could take away no matter how we fall in love. So um, I am really curious to, you know, go on this next venture of my life because I do want to ultimately get married and have twins a boy and a girl and eventually probably adopt uh, two children as well because I come from a very small family so I would like to have uh, more kids and a bigger family so that is my cut to the chase every day at eight Uh, so yeah I will post on my Facebook live um, 
I'll probably talk about this tonight on my Facebook Live. So follow me on Facebook. It's Madison Chase Fitness. I think it's actually the official Madison Chase Fitness. And on Instagram, I am Madison Chase Fitness as well. So uh, thank you so much for listening to Cut to the Chase podcast (laughs) every day at 8-ish. That is Pacific Standard Time. So I'm actually in Texas on Central Standard Time. So tomorrow I will be back at 8 in the morning Pacific Standard Time. So thanks for listening. And uh, I wish you could hear my baby Kelly, but she's asleep now. So y'all have a good one.